Hey friends, today's episode is a great episode. I did a guest interview with one of my most favorite people in the world, Mrs. Lorena Diaz. She owns the daycare that I take my two children and has become family to us. She's helping me raise my two boys. She is a jack of all trades. Lorena runs her own business of a daycare for 14 years now. She's a wife, mother to four amazing children, and is about to adopt two more children to make it six. You guys, she is an angel, all right? But most importantly, she is a special needs parent. In this interview, she would like me to share that she's she is kind of self-conscious in the way she talks since English is her second language, Spanish is her first, but I think she speaks beautifully. Today, she'll be joining me and giving us the parent perspective with how to best support our special needs parents. But before we get into it, I want to go ahead and share this week's review. It's entitled Informative Michelle is So Professional from Azale524. It says, Michelle speaks very clearly. She's very informative on the topic. She's very inviting to her audience. If you're working in education, this is the perfect podcast to learn, motivate, and inspire future teachers. Thank you so much, Azale524. Those words mean so much to me. I really, really appreciate it. If you would like to be featured on future podcasts, go ahead and leave me a quick review and I'll go ahead and read it live on the show. All right, friends, let's get to the show. Overwhelmed with how to set up your special ed classroom? Confused with teaching small groups? How will you work with your paraprofessionals and other service providers? Hey, friends, and welcome to Stepping Into Special Education. I'm Michelle Vasquez, a wife, mommy, and special education teacher. In this podcast, my mission is to supply new teachers with strategies through self-growth, classroom organization, and community building. If you're ready to jumpstart that classroom, have a plan for small groups, and learn how to work best with support staff, this podcast is for you. So grab that iced coffee and your favorite flare pen. It is time to get it started. We'll see you in the show. All right. In last week's episode, I talked about how to create a great parent-teacher relationship from the beginning with tips on how to do just so. But as a teacher, I can tell you my side of what it was like for me, but it's, it's a completely different story when it is coming from the parent's perspective. So today... I have one of my favorite people ever in the world on this podcast, my dear friend, Lorena Diaz. Hi, Lorena. Hello, Michelle. Thank you. You're my favorite people in this world, too. (laughs) No, you guys, seriously, you guys have no idea. She is an angel on earth. She is definitely made to and so gifted to work with young children and children, period. I learned so much from her. So. Lorena, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the audience about who you are. And yeah, okay, go ahead, Lorena. Michelle, thank you for your kind words. Well, I'm just a a simple human. I'm a woman. I'm a businesswoman. I run my own daycare. I have four beautiful children and two more that are in the process of adopting. 
And I have, I don't know how many other children (laughs) (laughs) that go home every night, but they come back the next morning. So that's me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's not just six. She has a ton of children. I mean, that's what we, I, we love about Lorena and her family is that they treat all of the children like their own. And I can feel it. My children has been going to see Lorena ever since my, my oldest is six now. And he's been with Lorena since he was 10 months old. So we definitely are, I feel like we're family, <laughs> if anything, because they have been there for me at the most crucial times. So thank you so much, Lorena. Um, just to give a quick caveat real quick, you can hear my children in the background screaming and yelling and playing with their father. <laughs> so just to let you guys know what the screaming is in the background. So... <laughs> But Lorena is being very, very modest with what she does. She is a business owner. She also is very involved in the schools. She is involved in the site council, right, Lorena? Yes. Also the ELAC committee for the district and the schools. And then ELAC stands for English Language Uh, Committee. Right. Okay, perfect. She is very involved with the schools. And then also with her six children, why I brought Lorena on is to get the parent perspective because Lorena is also a parent, a special needs parent as well. Right, Lorena? Yes. You want to tell us just a little bit of background of uh, um, who Noah is and his personality? Oh, Noah's an incredible, incredible human being. So smart and so full of gifts that we're still discovering. He's in that beautiful age of 13 years old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> teenager, teenager. <laughs> he is really smart. He he's very articulate and very capable of amazing stuff. Yes, and he also is, is in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to him, you will not even guess that one time at once he didn't speak at all. Right, and I've known um, Noah since, yeah, I don't know, six years ago, right? (laughs) Since he was younger. And he, you guys, he is such a sweetheart, the sweetest person I've ever met. Um, So good with the kids also. I mean, all the kids, my kids always talk about him. Oh, Noah this, Noah played with me. And he's such a sweet person and so helpful. I noticed that, Lorena, huh? Yes, he worked at the daycare. During summertime, he works at the daycare. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, and he's so good with kids. And such a sweet person. And I, you did share also that he is on the spectrum, which is he also has autism. Yes. Correct, Lorena, right? Okay. Lorena, I wanted to take it all the way back to when you started to see the signs and um, what is your experience as a parent that you can share with everyone? Sure. Uh, well, I, I have this baby. You know, I wanted a baby for so long and I had this amazing baby. But then when he, everything was normal. And when he turns around 14, 15 months, he stopped looking at me and he stopped making noises. He forgot the words that he was already saying. And he had a step back, you know, a setback. He was screaming and not looking at me. So I started, you know, taking him to the doctor. And they mm-hmm. keep saying he was too young that he was going to start talking pretty soon again. But I right. knew something was wrong. So I contact Inland Regional, and they finally evaluated him when he was two years old. 
And they didn't say that he was in the spectrum because Noah loved, he loved to be hugged and he mm-hmm. loved to, you know, to get friendly. He was such a friendly baby, but he couldn't speak or he could not even turn to look at me. Right. So he have all the red flags for autism. So he did qualify for, I think it was 63 hours of intervention at home. So that was more than, I think, two classes per day, mm-hmm. every day, three, sometimes three classes a day, every day. And he was so friendly. He won for rewards. He wanted hugs. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was happy because I was seeing my child fighting, you know, to... To learn, to educate himself, right? To be social with everyone. And I was just hoping that he would start talking to me. I, as a mom, I wanted to sing song with him or him telling me stories or telling me lies. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't say anything. So, but he was so friendly and he was happy. And so I was happy until he turned three years old. Oh, <laughs> he had to go to, you know, the school system. Right. So he started the school system. So you did really early intervention with him. Yes, I did. Yeah. Right. Which is great, Lorena. Or the early, early intervention, the better, you know, to get your child um, in the school system and for them to start getting used to how it's like to be in school. So, right. So he was three years old when he first started. Is it preschool that he started? Preschool. Yes. Okay. And the, the type of class that he was in. Can you describe the class? He was, I don't know, probably was just me. But I was thinking, oh, my child doesn't belong here because he's advanced. I I, I know. But then that was me thinking that. And I started realizing that he was not that advanced. And one time I had to go in. There were circle circle time. And I saw him sitting not on, on the floor with everybody, but on a chair. And he had on his lap a sandbag, mm-hmm. and it broke my heart. I was like, no, I, my child needs to be in the circle. Why are they doing that to my child? And I started, I did, I think I was a horrible parent that nobody wants. <laughs> like, uh, I was so sad, and I was thinking that my child was not being treated right, to be honest with you. So I actually, I asked the teacher for a meeting. We can sit down and I can explain to her all my complaints. I was ready to go and make complaints. Right. That my child was really smart. He was, he needed to be treated differently. Yeah. And well, the teacher was really kind. So smart. I, 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 she's still my friend. But you you said earlier that you were ready, like you, Mama Bear was about to come out. You know the complaints were gonna <laughs> complaints. Oh yeah, and she went, I think, little by little, telling me why they were doing what they were doing to Noah. He said Noah's brain. She started talking to me like I was a two years old, and she started. She took the time. Okay, so when you mean you when you say that she talked to you when, like you were a two year old, are you saying that she really broke it down for you to make sure that you understood? Correct. Yes. yes. Then, okay. Yes, she is. 
she she went from the beginning and said, "Listen, Noah, he need his brain need an impact." And do you see him screaming? Do you hear him screaming? His brain, that's food for his brain. When he goes into the bathroom, you can hear him screaming, but that's not because he because he just don't know what to do. It's because the echo is giving the brain the energy that he needs. That stimulation, right, Lorena? And that he needs mm-hmm. the sandbag that you see is because no one needs he doesn't, his body doesn't know that he need to sit. So that sandbag remind him of sitting down and that it's okay. And then I started crying. I, it was, I was just crying and she kept telling me all these things. And I knew she was telling me the truth. I, I just, I probably was in a huge denial. You know, my first baby and me wanting him to to experience everything i think i was i don't know I, I just don't know how to tell you how i was feeling but this day at that meeting i realized that they were doing everything that they could to bring back my noah and and for me and for them to do that i needed to join them not going against them not going against the, what do you mean, going against? Because at the beginning, I thought they were not doing enough or they were doing things that they were not supposed to. But once mm-hmm. I knew what they were doing, I said, well, let me join the team. Right. So because you weren't aware of the things that they were doing, they were actually doing trying to satisfy his sensory needs, correct, at the time, which I know as teachers, We've been doing this maybe like for years or maybe we've learned about it in school, but we need to make sure that we break it down for our parents because a lot of them, just like how Lorena is explaining that this is their first time ever having exposure to a certain eligibility or, you know, certain needs that they don't know that their child needs. So as teachers, it's so important to make sure that we're sensitive about that. Correct. yeah, so Lorena, thank you so much for sharing that. And then you you were saying that you felt like you needed to join and support the team. What um talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, I I realized that I needed to do more. So I start volunteering and I said, I don't care if I had to come and in and, and clean that toilet. <laughs> Let me, you know, have me in. I uh, I start supporting more my child. I I learn more about what he needed. So I reach out to other programs. I even talk to other parents. And I went back to Inland Regional and mm-hmm. I asked for more support. So I got him into the ABA program too. So we were doing, it was like a full throttle. We were working 24-7 with him. Right. And when you just letting you know, um, ABA stands for Applied Behavioral Analysis. It's a certain method that people use with students with or autistic students to help with uh, behavior. So just letting everybody know that. Yeah. So you got really involved and. Yes. Right. And you were like, you know what? This teacher is right. (laughs) Or, you know, the way you felt definitely changed after that one conversation. Yes. Especially. Right. I do remember in our meeting, she said, well, let me tell you something. Noah is super smart. 
and he have a gift and he will give you a surprise. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that. And, and she said, I assure you that he will give you a surprise. Just wait. And Right. And I remember you mentioned to me before that he will give, um, she said she will, he will give you a surprise at age five. Yes. She said, right? that's a miracle right after he turned five. Mm-hmm. And there it was. Right. I, but I was in my heart. I treasure her word and I did believe in her that he was going to give me a surprise. I was working even harder to see the surprise. Right. And then you were also, um, we did have a conversation before the type of things that she was telling you, like um, telling you that she's seen people like Noah get, like have normal lives, correct? Oh, yes. Oh, she also mentioned that, don't worry, listen, people with autism, they can still have a normal life. They can still get married. They are the best surgeons. They are amazing people with amazing gifts. And I treasure those words so much because I I believe her. I believe her. And I knew that he was going to be an amazing person. Right. Lorena, I love that story. It, it, she, she definitely just took the time to talk to you and it sounded like she calmed down your fears, right? Exactly. That's what she did. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And gave me hope. And gave you hope. Yes. And gave you hope for the future, for Noah's future. Exactly. Right. That's amazing. Now that, now that's a teacher. Okay. (laughs) That's amazing. I definitely want to meet her one day soon. And I know you said after that conversation, you really partnered with, I know you said you were getting more educated with more about autism. And then you got more involved with regional center after that also got involved more with parents and talking to them. Is there anything else that happened that I left out? Well, basically, that's what I did. I, you know, I kind of roll up my, my sleeve and I start working with Noah many hours, you know, because I was at school and after school, it was ABA and also me following that routine with him at home. And that's what we did. My mm-hmm. whole family. Right. And also, I, I remember we had a conversation before um, he did go into uh, kindergarten in the general ed, general ed kindergarten, was it? He was in kinder. Mm-hmm. And by that time, he was talking already. Okay. I was going to say, so did that surprise happen at five years old, Lorena? It happened before he went into kinder. Okay. And then so what? He, Mama and me. Mm-hmm. One day he started singing. He was singing ABCs, but uh, he was like not singing it, but you know, going with the rhythm of the song. And we start crying and clapping. We were so happy, and that was my surprise. Oh. That you know, it just went. Everything was so easy for him. Right. Saying more stuff. We he even say poems. He started learning poems. He still remembered them. And um, so he went to kinder, or special ed, but he got too advanced too quick. So they need, they had the need to transfer him to a regular class. Right, the general a general ed class instead of a special day, right? Okay. Yeah, so he was, and then we discovered it was 
his behavior by that time he was already diagnosed with autism and we he we knew it was his behavior but not his he knew how to do math he learned to read at first grade he started reading third grade books you could see him reading and laughing at the reading the books he he knew what he was reading he was he's so smart right smart and after that he started getting a student of the month he started getting you know math STEM, all these awards, it was, it was precious. Yeah, he just, he just skyrocketed after that. (laughs) That's amazing. And I remember, I remember you did tell me earlier when he was transferred into the general ed class that there was, there was some trouble there in the beginning, correct? Yeah, well, his, his trouble went up to when he was in third grade. I think he had behavioral problems. But the school and the teacher, again, I was so involved in his learning education. And they set a room in the special ed class for him when he was not feeling well in the regular ed classroom. He could go and relax. That's awesome. That was amazing. Yes. That was amazing. So first grade, they did that. Everybody knew Noah because he's uh, he's so social. He everybody knew Noah, and everybody knew when he needed to go to the special place for him to calm down. But when he was in second grade, when he hit the hit second grade, uh, his teacher started complaining about Noah's behavior, and uh, and this is and this is a general ed teacher, correct? And she is a good friend of mine. I love her so much, but I understood her because she said, well, I went to school for general education teacher, not for special ed. And I just, I have 30 students and no one is, you know, have a meltdown, a breakdown. I don't know how to deal with it. And I know these other classroom, they are just, Baby, you know, like treating him like a baby. And he never going to learn. He complained so much with me. But in my heart, I knew she was complaining because she was right. I just, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I knew she was right because it was too much. She already had so much to do as a regular, you know, education classroom teacher. But, and then deal with Noah. Mm -hmm. It was too much, but I did all I could. I volunteer almost every day to the classroom and she's still complaining, but I think she just needed to kind of get it out and I help her get it out. <laughs> and Lorena, yeah, and you are amazing to, to do that, to take the time to go in and volunteer because, you know, in reality, it's so true. So many of our general education teachers, they don't get enough training. Not on special right? Yes. And you know what? And we have students with all kinds of eligibilities, special needs coming into the general ed classroom on an everyday basis now. So it is so important. And I want to applaud you for just taking the time and being patient with this teacher, you know, and just taking the time to do that. That, that means a lot. Thank you so much, Lorena. And it, this is all to benefit Noah at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, no, I love her teacher, but... His teacher, I'm sorry, and and I do love her too, but I knew she was right. I, I think they do need more 
they need more support. They need more learning on that topic. Like, like you said, there's a lot of children that are not being diagnosed and they are in the special, in the regular classrooms. Correct. Correct. Lorena, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that not only will it be benefiting new teachers, myself, teacher, veteran teachers that's been teaching for so long. And yeah, and also parents. I know I have a bunch of parents also that listen in on me just to hear somebody that can relate to them is such a big thing. So thank you. But I definitely want to talk about after listening to your story, I definitely want to go back and highlight the main things, how we can, as special ed teachers, how we can best support our parents. And listening to your story, I know there was four points that I wanted to highlight that I want to make sure that everybody knows about and what you experienced. So one of the highlights that I noticed was number one, to make sure as special ed teachers, make sure that you set up a time to speak to your parents. Correct, Correct. Lorena? That's correct. We are, some of us, we are in denial. We are not, we don't know what's going on. We just know that our most special person in the world need help and giving us the time to learn more is so, it's a key. Right. Right. And what was that quote that you told me earlier when, when you do? Oh, I, I, to me, I, I do believe that the more that you know, the better that you do. So, and because it happened to me, I, she showed me, she showed me what to do and she gave me hope. So the more that I knew, you know, the better that I did. So, and you can see Noah now, he is a superstar. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. So taking that time just to speak to your parents is so important. Um, highlight uh, number two, how to best support our parents. Number two is listen. We need to listen. Give parents their time to talk. They have, just like how Lorena was explaining earlier, it's their first time coming into this world. They're still learning about certain things and how you even shared you felt like you were in denial. And a lot of our parents, they still are, sometimes a lot longer than you, Lorena, right? And so just being, just giving that listening ear to your parents, I think make a, makes a big difference. What do you think, Lorena? Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, she, like I said, that, the teacher, the, the preschool teacher, she did listen to me. Even he was complaining. I was mm-hmm. complaining, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she just hold my hand and said, listen, this is what happened. And she started explaining to me. Right. Just taking the time and just letting you let it all out too, right, Lorena? <laughs> right? That is, yes, that is so important. You have to give the parents their time. If, you know, let, let them talk, let them get their frustrations out. You know, they need, they need that listening ear. So that's so important. And, and then, so highlight number three is give your parents, this was beautiful. What you told me about the preschool teacher, give your parents hope for a future for their child and encourage them to work together. That was beautiful. What you told me, how she gave you hope with 
a future, what she has experienced, what she's seen, that he can live a normal life. And I, I think giving that hope to you, how did it make you feel? Like just seeing those words. I hold on to her words. I, I work with a purpose. Mm-hmm. She said it will be, it will change. All these things that you're doing, that we're doing, going to pay it off. And it did. I saw the miracle happen. Yeah, and this was more than 10 years ago and you still remember those words from the teacher. Yes, yes I right? Still, I still treasure them. I still give him hope for his future. As a parent, I want him to to try to succeed in life. And I know he will because I'm still hoping, you know, I'm still trusting that preschool teacher. <laughs> yes. Oh no, and she's right so far. I will tell you that. I just seeing him blossom is amazing, Lorena. And then highlight number four, uh, when you talked about uh, when he went into second grade and then the teacher, the general ed teacher, you know, admitted to you like, hey, I, I was not, I didn't go to school for, to be a special ed teacher. I'm a general ed teacher. So highlight number four, educate ourselves with different abilities, but also ask parents about their child's personality, right? How you were talking about the general ed teacher in second grade, how she admitted to you, right, Lorena, that she didn't train to become a special ed teacher. She's a general ed teacher. But Lorena took the time to go in and volunteer every day and whatever she needed to do to ease in this new teacher. And like, Lorena, you're an angel for doing that. Oh, no, it was, it was, you know, it's my responsibility. It's just not the school system. It's my responsibility. It's my child. So I needed to do... I said, I'll do anything. And that's what I was trying to do. And that's awesome that you you knew that you had to work with the school system or work with the teachers that still needed to transition, having, you know, no one in the classroom. But, you know, um, definitely making sure that we educate ourselves, right, with the different students coming into our classroom. But we have gone to school. We have been around students with autism. But also, it's so important to make sure we communicate and ask the parents about their own child's personality, right? Everybody's so different. And a lot of the things that you do at home can also benefit us at school, right, Lorena? Correct. Yeah. Everybody have a different a different personality. These children, because, you know, I'm still working with children with autism. They, I have it as a client. And I know exactly what they need. Everybody's different. Exactly. Every personality, all <laughs> kids. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah, so it it's so beneficial to really get to know your parent, find out, okay, what do, what works at home? Like, okay, do they like SpongeBob? Do they like, what is it? <laughs> Nowadays, the kids like, do they like, you know, Paw Patrol. I yeah. remember yeah. at a meeting, a parent would tell me that. And I was just like, what? Are you serious? I have a whole bunch of Paw Patrol stickers right here that I could have used like since the beginning of the year. Right. So it's so beneficial to really get to know your parent and learn about their child because they know a lot more about their child than we do on an everyday basis in the classroom. That's completely different. All right, Lorena, do you have any last words for our new special ed teachers? Well, the this is what I feel. These the special ed teachers are special people. They are the truly heroes in this story. I know it's hard, and I know sometimes, as the parents, we don't appreciate all that what they do. But 
but they do magic. They are, they do such a magical miracles. I just, I don't know, my hat off to all of you. It's, I know it's hard, but it's so rewarding because you are changing the world one autistic child at a time. Thank you so much, Lorena. I am so happy that I have you on the podcast. I'm so blessed to have you and not just not just to have you here, but also to be with my kids. I mean, Lorena is my kid's second mom, <laughs> you know, and she is such a blessing to everybody. And thank you so much, Lorena, for taking the time to come on to my podcast, my little old podcast, and just to share your experience with everyone. Thank you so much. And um, God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Lorena, for coming on the podcast and sharing the parent perspective on how us special education teachers can support our special needs parents. I felt this episode was definitely very powerful because as special ed teachers, we've gone to school, we've learned so much about different eligibilities and special needs. We've taught so many different children with special needs, but we tend to forget about the parent that this is their first time. We need to be more sensitive to that and be more empathetic. So I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did for me. And I hope it helps other people as well. Thank you so much, Lorena, for sharing your story. If you resonated with today's episode or would like to share how you support your parents, please be sure to share it in the Facebook group at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed. Don't forget to join that group. Take care, my friends, and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend. Take care.